0: We've been seeing that the gifts of the Spirit are for us, and that it's important to realise that they're for all of us. We saw last time that they're not for special Christians, they're not for a favoured few, but the gifts of the Spirit are there for all of us to use. Now, we've started off with the word gifts, and indeed we're going to be spending a lot of time specifically dealing with tongues and interpretation and prophecy. Specifically, because the Bible does, it gives more attention when Paul deals with the gifts of the Spirit. Most of his time is spent in 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, dealing with the the gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And what I was saying last time was that the reason for this is that speech is one of the things that sets us apart from the rest of nature. God himself speaks, and that we are created like him. And therefore the fact that we can communicate is a direct witness that he has made us. And we saw that in the beginning was the word. It is natural for God to speak and that therefore the tongue needs to be fully surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit and the word gifts of the Holy Spirit are one of the ways that this happens now last time we started with tongues all right? and what we discovered with tongues is we saw that it comes in two forms if you like there's personal tongues which is for everybody but we saw as well that there's what I called public ministry tongues and that was different in that public ministry tongues is only used when the Lord wants everyone else present to know what was actually said. So that your tongues language is for you, mine is for mine, that builds us up individually. But because it's not understood, it's no good to anyone else whatsoever. But the gift of the public ministry of tongues is great because someone is led to pray in tongues out loud and then someone else interprets what was said and therefore everyone can understand it and everyone is blessed. Now last time we also took a very very quick look at the difference between interpreted tongues and prophecy because many many people teach that if you have an interpretation of tongues, it's the same as a prophecy. Now, I want to show you from the Bible that that isn't the case at all. There is a vast difference between the interpretation of tongues and the actual gift of prophecy. If you go to 1 Corinthians 14, and we can actually see this. 1 Corinthians 14 being where we are mainly going to be tonight. Now then, the bit that we want is verse 5. Now the first thing we're going to see is that there is something that interpretation of tongues and prophecy does have in common. Now let's, let's see this. Paul says, now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified so the interpretation of a tongue and prophecy are equal in that both can be understood because they're both in the language of the people assembled in our case English but there the similarity ends and that what we've got to do now is to see the difference between them because they are totally different now first of all go to verse 2 Where Paul says, for one who speaks in a tongue, speaks not to men, but to God. Now that immediately tells us that the nature of the gift of tongues is man praying to God. Alright? Therefore, if a tongues is interpreted, that is what's going to come out. It's going to be what man is saying to God. But go down into verse 13, let's just read a few verses that Paul says. He says, therefore, he who speaks in a tongue should pray for the power to interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with the spirit, I will pray with the mind also, I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the mind also. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, How can anyone in the position of an outsider say the Amen to your thanksgiving when he doesn't know what you are saying? You may give thanks well enough, but the other man is not edified. Now, can you see there clearly that what Paul is teaching is that in those verses he assumed that the nature of the gift of tongues, which obviously will be revealed when it's interpreted and everyone can understand, is that it's prayer, and it's praise, and it's thanksgiving. Can you see that? That is the nature of the gift of tongues. It's thanksgiving, or it's prayer. And last time we saw Jude in verse 20 when he said, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, pray in the Spirit. So that speaking in tongues is prayer, or praise, or thanksgiving. However, look at verse 3 now and let's see what Paul says about prophecy. He said, for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. On the other hand, he who prophesies speaks to men. Now can you see this? Tongues and interpretation is what man needs to say to the Lord. Whereas prophecy is what the Lord wants to say to his people. So that the gift of tongues is us praying to the Lord. Be it requests, be it uh, praise, thanksgiving, worship, whatever. The nature of tongues is that it's directed from man to God. Therefore, when a tongue is interpreted... That is what the interpretation is going to be, man to God. But when we come on to prophecy, we see that prophecy is when God speaks directly to his people through a particular channel in the meeting. And what I want to show you is that the one prepares the way for the other. This is tremendously important here. And it's something, as I'm going to sort of try and and get across to you, that's been lost. In fact, the true gift of the interpretation of tongues has rather got lost in the body of Christ. And tonight, I think we're going to be able to see why that is. But what I want you to get hold of is that we're going to see that the one prepares the way for the other. There's an order. And we're going to see that it's the interpretation of tongues when we're gathered together that paves the way for prophecy when God speaks to his people. Let's see this order. Go down into verse 26. And here you have Paul simply describing how a fellowship meeting should be conducted. He says, What then, brethren, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation, let all things be done for edification. So here Paul is giving instructions as to what should happen when the church comes together for corporate worship. And then immediately afterwards in verse 27 and 28, and we saw this last time, in verse 27 and 28 he gives the, the rules for the public use of tongues and interpretation so he deals firstly with that verse 27 and uh, verse 27 and 28 and then in verse 29 to 32 he deals with the rules for prophecy now we'll be dealing with that next time in great detail but can you see when paul gives them instructions for what they ought to be doing when they're coming together for worship He first of all gives them the rules for tongues and interpretation of tongues. And then he gives the rules for the ministry of prophecy. And can you see the order? Tongues and interpretation first, and then the gift of prophecy. You see, the thing is that we've already seen that tongues and interpretation, the idea is to edify. Last time we saw that your own personal gift of tongues, and there's no use using that out loud, because no one knows what it means, so it's silly. But the point is that your own personal gift of tongues, it's been given to you to edify you, to build yourself up, alright? But when you get tongues and interpretation, the idea of that is that it builds up everyone who's gathered. So the blessing that we can get when we pray in tongues personally and individually, when tongues is used publicly with interpretation following, then that blessing will come upon everyone who's gathered at that particular time when you're praying. And of course the point being that the interpretation itself will be prayer and it will be praise and it will be thanksgiving. So the point is, interpretation of tongues is there to bring the anointing of the Holy Spirit in prayer and praise and worship upon God's people. Can you see that? Your own personal tongues blesses you, brings the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you individually. But it's no good to anyone else, they don't know what it means. But when public tongues is used with interpretations, then that same anointing comes upon everybody corporately, and it brings the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 100 verse 4 it says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, and into his courts with praise. And we instinctively know that when we come together for a time of worship, It is only right and proper to begin with praise. To begin with adoration. To begin with thanksgiving. And that the picture here is that tonight we are the subjects of King Jesus. And tonight we are coming for an audience with the King. And the picture we've got here is that we approach our King in adoration and praise. We give him the honor that's due to his name. And then, having done that, as his subjects, we make petition for the things that we need. Can you see that order? Praise and thanksgiving, and then prayer, asking the Lord to bless us, interceding, praying for the things that we need. So the order, praise and thanksgiving, leading into intercession. And we've seen that this is precisely what the interpretation of tongues is. It will be prayer, intercession, or it will be thanksgiving, or it will be praise. It's in the whole category of what the Bible calls worship. So that is how we come together and approach the King, in worship, adoration and praise followed by making our needs known to him and that is what tongues and interpretation is for but you see there's more to an audience with the king than just doing that because what follows next is that the king speaks to his subjects and that is what prophecy is can you see what I'm saying we come to the Lord in worship as we come in worship and in praise and in prayer the point about the gift of the interpretation of tongues when it is being used properly is that it brings the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the meeting as we're in prayer or praise or worship and then as the anointing comes upon us and we're really moving in that praise and worship that prepares the way For the king, King Jesus, to then speak to us and for us to receive his word and to hear what it is that he wants to say to us. So can you see, the interpretation of tongues paves the way for prophecy. The interpretation of tongues is the way in which we receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit to enter God's presence in prayer and praise and worship and then as the Holy Spirit is moving amongst us when that is happening that opens the way for us to receive God's Word through prophecy to receive what King Jesus wants to say directly to us at that moment and that is the gift of prophecy so then tongues and interpretation prepares the ground for the gift of prophecy to come through But you see, the problem is that, largely, this isn't what's happening and we've got to try and understand why. And the reason it's not happening is that true interpretation of tongues is getting left out. Because what's happening nowadays, and this is due to the wrong understanding that we've been given, is that what tends to happen is that someone can speak out loud in tongues which is right. Okay, but you see, that having been done, people are then praying, Lord, give us the interpretation. But because they haven't realized the nature of what the interpretation is, prayer, praise or worship, thanksgiving, therefore what happens is that people dive in with prophecy, thinking that that is the interpretation to the tongue. So what happens today is that we're getting the public ministry of tongues and we're getting prophecy through but the interpretation of tongues is being absolutely left out. And the reason it's being left out is because people don't realise what the interpretation of tongues is. So for instance, you may have someone pray out loud in a tongue as the Lord leads leads them. Then there's going to be someone sitting there and they're going to have a prayer A request bubbling up inside of them. Or they're going to have Thanksgiving bubbling up inside of them. They're going to have praise and worship bubbling up inside of them. And they're going to want to let it out to the Lord. And do you know what they do? They sit on it because they don't want to get in the way of the interpretation coming through. Can you see? When that thing bubbling up inside of them, that is the interpretation of the tongue. Can you see? But they're thinking, oh no, it's not an interpretation of the tongue, it's, you know, it's just me wanting to pray, or it's just me wanting to praise. That is precisely what the gift of tongues actually is, you see. So that what we've got to do, we've got to change the way that we view this. And that when somebody prays out loud in a tongue, don't expect to be given a prophecy. So if you're sitting there saying, Lord, use me to interpret that tongue, don't sit there waiting for what is a prophecy. That's completely separate from the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And When you're sitting there and you're finding that prayer or praise or worship is just bubbling up inside of you, that is the interpretation to the tongues. Let it out belted out as we were saying last week and you see what's going to happen is that as we do this the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be released in our corporate worship alright can you see this is the point through tongues and interpretation the anointing of the Holy Spirit is released into that situation And I hope, as we are all aware, it doesn't matter what we do as Christians. If it's not under the anointing, it's no good. I mean, we know that perhaps, uh, I mean, a man might preach. And what he might preach is true. Lovely little Bible study. But if it's not done in the anointing, it's no good. You might tell a friend about Jesus. And everything you say is right. But if it's not done in the anointing, it's no good. And we can pray, we can worship, we can praise. But if it's not done in the, worship, in the anointing, it's no good. And the gift of the interpretation of tongues is precisely to release the anointing of the Holy Spirit into our midst. So that then we are able to be doing these things, worshipping, praising, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, of course, when that happens, that is going to bring the response of the Lord and the power of the Lord released amongst us. Now, what I want to do is to just all right, that is the gift of the interpretation of tongues. But we need to see the kind of application of it, all right, some practical uses. And there are two, one we've sort of covered, but I'll go into it a bit more. But the second one... I think, might open up new horizons for us, and, and it's quite exciting. But anyway, the first one, applications of the gift of interpretation of tongues. Well, it is to do with corporate worship. Now, we all know what it's like when we come together to worship, and I mean, sort of, you know, bless our cotton socks, we're, we're all doing our best, but it's in a rut. I, everyone knows what that is. It's just a bit... Ugh for whatever reason no one's really into it everyone's trying hard but everyone's got their mind on something else or whatever and that like we're we're coming together we're we're praising the lord but somehow there's no power it's getting a little bit religious all right and there's no power now can you see it's the interpretation of tongues that breaks through can you see it's the interpretation of tongues that lifts our gathering out of the rut of everyone trying hard. You know, I'm going to bless you, Lord, if it kills me. You know, that, that kind of thing. Oh, Lord, I don't want to praise you, but I will. And we all go through it. But can you see that it's the interpretation of tongues that lifts us right out of that and brings the power of the Holy Spirit amongst us? And uh, after all in the Old Testament it says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So that when you come together, praise and worship, and when the power of the Spirit is released amongst us through the proper use of interpretation of tongues, because God inhabits the praises of his people, therefore the power of the Holy Spirit is released among us. And so we have this situation we gather to the King for an audience with King Jesus we bring him adoration, we bring him praise we let our requests be made known to him, the things that we need the people we're concerned about, etc, etc and then because that's being done in the power of the Spirit, that sets off prophecy whereby eventually the King addresses his subjects, you see now, can you see the kind of power that's released? Can you see how a meeting can really begin to take off when that is what is happening amongst us? When the true use of the interpretation of tongues is being used? Because if you think about it, the interpretation of tongues is what kicks the meeting off. We saw last time I likened tongues personally to being like a battery charger, when you pray in tongues you're charging up your spirit with the power of the Holy Spirit and we likened it as well to radio tuner and that it's by praying in tongues that you tune in to the wavelength that God is transmitting the other gifts of the spirit on now in the same way that that's what tongues does for you personally the interpretation of tongues does that amongst us corporately can you see? The interpretation of tongues is everything, publicly, that personal tongues is. The only difference is that with your personal tongues, you don't need to know what you're praying. In order for it to work publicly, everyone's got to know what is being prayed. But the point is, it's releasing the power of the Spirit amongst us. So we come together, we're charging ourselves up as a fellowship with the use of interpretation of tongues. And also we're tuning in, as a fellowship, to the right wavelength that God is transmitting his other gifts <coughs> on. And that is when prophecy and the other gifts can be released and God can speak to us. So can you see that we need, individually, to, to, to just be seeking the Lord about this? It is a bit new, people aren't used to it, you see, because they haven't been shown what the interpretation of tongues is. Therefore, no one's expected it therefore it hasn't come through, therefore it's all a bit new. But can you see, if we all individually just get before the Lord about this and think it out and start praying that God will use us in the interpretation of tongues and we're going to find that our worship and our times of corporate fellowship together are going to be far more anointed and far more blessed when that gift is actually working. And you see, the reason being, that because it's tongues and because tongues is inspired by the Holy Spirit exactly the right prayer is being prayed exactly the right thanksgiving is being given exactly the right praise is going up can you see because the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to take control now there's another application for tongues and interpretation as well and this is the one that might be new to you Uh, It's new to me, in the sense that that I've never actually seen this one working. Never. But again, one of the reasons being that we haven't expected it, because we've misunderstood what the interpretation of tongues is. To remind ourselves, when the Lord leads someone to pray out loud in a tongue, and an interpretation therefore comes, That is the specific thing that needs to be prayed at the time. It is exactly the right prayer, praise or thanksgiving that is needed at that moment. Now then, let's see, therefore, its application to when we're praying for each other. Say someone's got a need or something, or they need ministry about something. Let's see the application of the interpretation of tongues then. Say that somebody's come to you, maybe they've got problems, or you go and see somebody and you need ministry, but no one knows what it is, alright? And, uh, I mean, as you've probably realised by now, I, I, I'm not... When you get these counselling sessions, you know, sort of like when someone's got a problem and it sort of out comes the manual on Freudian psychology and stuff like that and it's a big psychological, archaeological dig to find out what the real problem is. Well, I mean, I've never been into that because the Bible isn't into it. It can't be that complicated. Can you see what I mean? Uh, I mean, the idea of body ministry, the idea of the gifts of the Spirit is that God can move through any of us, all we need to do is to be open therefore you don't need to have an IQ of 140 to hit the nail on the head when somebody comes to you for advice and often, I mean one gets in a situation where you're praying for somebody and quite honestly, you, you just don't know where to start, do you? you just don't know what to pray, they don't know what, what the problem is and they've got it but if they don't know what the problem is and they've got it what are the rest of us supposed to do? And you know, sort of, sometimes ourselves. I mean, sometimes I, you know, I just feel, you know, there's just something a little bit wrong. I'm just, I'm just not my normal self, and I have the foggiest idea why. Can you see? Now then, right now, bring in the ministry of the interpretation of tongues, and we're praying for somebody, and no one knows what to pray for. No one knows where to start. Right in a situation like that, the Holy Spirit leads someone to pray in tongues now you can't do this automatically remember but the Holy Spirit leads someone in that there might be two of you there might be three of you four of you and suddenly someone prays out loud in tongues now if they're praying out loud in tongues because the Holy Spirit has led them to what does it mean I'll tell you they are praying exactly the right prayer for that person all right exactly the right prayer for that person (coughs) So what's going to happen if an interpretation comes through? Everyone is saying amen to that prayer. You know what the problem is. I mean, the prayer itself might not be a detailed description of the root of the problem. It's not always important to know that. But the point is you're praying in absolute accordance with God's will. Alright? So you're ministering to somebody. Tongues comes. Spoken out loud. Then comes the interpretation. And you are praying exactly the right thing exactly what the Lord wants you to pray and of course because it's been interpreted into English everyone knows what has been prayed therefore can say Amen to it and all can agree on that prayer being answered in the name of the Lord now then go back to an audience with the king Because, I mean, it's like today, all right, we're coming for worship and teaching. That's an audience with Jesus. But the same when we're just praying for somebody who's got a problem again. We're coming to Jesus, aren't we? And what have we come to Jesus? We make our requests known to him. We speak to the king. Now, when that's been done, what happens next? The king responds. The king speaks to his people. Therefore, you're ministering to this person, all right, and the Lord uses tongues and someone is inspired they're led they pray out loud in tongues the interpretation comes you know exactly what to pray for you agree on it All right, no problem what happens then well if there's anything you need to know Jesus speaks to you prophecy can you see because tongues and interpretation releases the gift of prophecy so can you see that with when we get tongues and interpretation working amongst us properly, be two things. Firstly, we'll have proper interpretation of tongues. I mean, that'll be great. The body of Christ has missed out on that. It'll be great to have that back. But also, when we get that back, what's going to happen? It's going to release more prophecy. And can you see how important that is? because after all man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father boy we need prophecy to be working amongst us and it's the interpretation of tongues that is going to release that so therefore on a practical level from this point onwards bear this in mind when we're together and someone has prayed out loud in tongues remember that it's prayer praise thanksgiving or worship might be praying for something might be giving thanks just telling the lord how wonderful it is now how much we love it all right but remember that by definition is what a tongues is so when the tongue has been given if you're sitting there and there's a prayer or praise and thanksgiving bubbling up in your heart don't sit there saying, oh better shut up or i'll mess the interpretation up when it comes through that is the interpretation and it's when we're willing to respond to it and let it out that that is going to bring the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our gathering together and so we've got to start using it we've got to start being open to the Lord quite consciously and saying Lord will you please release this gift into the fellowship and of course there's only one legitimate way that you can pray that. You see, I mean, we mustn't kid ourselves. We mustn't think that God automatically answers all our prayers. I mean, I mean, there are conditions, and we mustn't kid ourselves about this. You've got to make your prayers valid, all right? So in order to make your prayer that God releases this gift in the fellowship valid, you've got to pray, here am I, Lord, send me. What you mustn't do is to say, "Oh Lord, release this gift. Oh Lord, just give Robert this gift. Oh Lord, just give Bella this gift." No. Lord, give me this gift. Can you see, that's the coward's way out, you see? <laughs> so therefore, don't pray, here am I send in." All right. So we've got to pray that this gift will be released, but that's only going to be valid when each one of us is saying, "And Lord, I'm willing to be the one you use to kick it off. Alright, so belt it out, you know, sort of belt out the tongue when it comes, and then if you've got the interpretation, belt that out. And again, we're going to make mistakes, it's a bit new to us. Uh, I think it's probably going to be easier to get this gift going in corporate fellowship than in ministering to people. I just got to, f- I mean, that might just be me, that's, that's me personally. I think it's going to be harder to step out when you're ministering to somebody, Alright. You know, it's like you might have somewhere absolutely dissolved in tears, you know, their life is falling to bits, absolute crisis, you know, and there you are experimenting with the interpretation of tongues. I mean, like, they might not be, be too keen about that, but can you see? But we have got to step out and we have got to get it going but obviously the place to start is like when we come together either on the tuesdays or of course the really brilliant place to start are on our sundays when we've just got two hours of just open worship you know so i mean from this point onwards and, uh, I mean, you speak, re- really pray that the law kicks this off on Sunday. It's a good idea, because I won't be here then. <laughs> <laughs> but but really, pr- really pray that this gift gets off the ground, because I really believe that the law's going to surprise us through it. Right. I really do believe that when we all understand it, what it's going to, you know, what it is, and when it's flowing, that we're going to know a far greater anointing on our worship and on our prayers as well and also when we're praying for each other uh, just in a ministry situation. So let's just recap I mean verse 2 let's get this absolutely clear in our head in verse 2 Paul's talking about tongues and he says for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God Tongues by definition is man to Godward Right? And then in verse three, he says, On the other hand, he who prophesies speaks to men. Alright? Tongues is man to Godward. Prophecy is God to manward. And the picture, what is actually happening, we approach the king. We come into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. And because we're dependent on our king, we make our needs known to him. And the gift of the interpretation of tongues anoints us so that we can do that powerfully and effectively. Now when that bit has happened, our king, because Jesus is a good king, then addresses his subjects. Tells them exactly what they need to know in order for those needs that they've made known to him be met. And that is the gift of prophecy. So the interpretation of tongues is going to kick off prophecy amongst us more and more, and that that is the order. So from this point onwards, let's keep looking to that, looking to the Lord to do it, and uh, you know just see how it goes. But be prepared to step out, all right? And that if if if, say it happens that someone speaks a tongue and you've got a prayer bubbling up inside of you and you pray that prayer, don't afterwards think that wasn't a very impressive prayer. Because whether it sounds impressive verbally, it's nothing to do with it, it's going to release the anointing. You see what I mean? It's like with prophecy. I mean some people give very capable prophecies because some people have just got the gift of the gap. right, But I've heard other people and stumble over the most powerful prophecies because the power of prophecy isn't in the rhetoric with which it's given it's in the content of the prophecy and it's the fact that the Holy Spirit is leading them to say it and in exactly the same way when you interpret tongues it might not be humanly a very impressive prayer it might not be humanly a very impressive bit of praise But my goodness, so what? It's got nothing to do with that. It's the intent of our hearts. And it's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit at back of it. That is what is going to bring the power. So let's be praying about this. Let's look to the Lord to release it. And then next time we're going to be looking in detail at the gift of prophecy. So how about that, a real short one. Never let it be said that Burrisford preaches for an hour and a half for the sake of it. <laughs> All right. Let's end there. Well, oh, yeah, was that?
1: Oh, um, yeah the, the prophecy, it, it can cover any time now, can't it? You don't have to wait for the tongues interpretation and then a prophecy
0: it's all sort of a prophet anyone can stand up and prophesy oh yeah certainly i mean we've done without interpretation of tongues for years anyway all right and of course prophecy has still slipped through so the point is that yes at any time if you receive a prophecy you give it we'll be dealing with this next time but you see the point is that when when we're getting a bit more practiced in these gifts and when they're flowing naturally we will find that the order amongst us is being observed. Can you see? But then having said that, say you're at an all-night prayer meeting or something, well that doesn't mean that the first six hours is interpretation of tongues and then the the next six hours, you know, like so from midnight to four o'clock you know, that's interpretation of tongues only, and from four o'clock onwards, that's got to be prophecy. Obviously, we're not trying to tie it down that much, but the point is that it is interpretation of tongues that paves the way for the gift of prophecy. However, if we gather together, and we sort of no sooner closed our eyes and got our hands in the air, and the Lord gives someone a prophecy, belt it out. God can break his own order if he likes, of course he can. But what we're seeing here is the general pattern and because it's the general pattern, it's the one that is really going to bring God's blessing upon us. Anybody? You know, yeah, if, if like we got loads of if anyone sure, wants to ask you to questions make about sure it. you've got it really clear.
2: In that piece of scripture where the interpretation of sons and it says revelation. Yeah. You, know, you said it's like a praise or actually revelation. Mm. That
0: Oh, I see, yeah. In verse 26, when he says you come together, each has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue. He's, what he's saying is that that each person is supposed to be a channel for the Lord to move through. To say it's not a monopoly for a chosen few. Now, here, when it comes to sort of like, well, I mean a hymn, okay, that's fair enough, a lesson. Stand up and teach, no problem. If the Lord has shown you something from the Scriptures, you are free, be you male or female, to stand up at the appropriate moment and share that. But when it comes to a revelation, then, I mean, we're not talking there about receiving a word of knowledge about somebody. Because corporate worship isn't the place for that. Can you see what I mean in that sense? So I think what it's saying is it's something that the Lord shows you that is going to be of benefit to the whole meeting. Um, it's not the place to, you know, for, be, for, for sort of personal counselling. You see what I mean? I mean, sort of say someone's been sharing with you a problem. All right. in corporate worship you won't get the revelation they need and then share it in front of everybody can you see no because that's personal and private it's talking about that which is going to be of benefit to the whole meeting and obviously any words of knowledge that you receive for individuals then obviously that needs to be given to them one to one at the first convenient time and uh, so I think that's that's that well, I don't know whether you remember, but I think it was the Tuesday before and last that Bob uh, had a... He was speaking in tongues just over doing that, which obviously he was, he was praising, and I, I sort of knew this in my heart. See, so he we hadn't heard all this information from Beresford yet. And I was sort of knowing that, that, that was was uh, praising, and... As I was just about to sort of do that translation, uh, you,
2: you did your property, didn't you, do
0: did you remember? That's right. Because I mean, again, yeah, well, that right. I was mm.
2: burning, I was burning with that. because I shouldn't, I, I, I shouldn't yeah. should Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I should, I should, I should, these words were going, should, yeah. sorry, these words were going through my mind, mm. so I pray and test it. Yeah, so that's what praying, say, You see that? Lord, that and yeah. mm. then all of a sudden, I, well, I thought, well, Brett, I just can't hold on oh, no, yeah, right. to it. shake. Oh, yeah. Minute, all right, fine,
0: yeah. fine. Oh, that's so right. Then went, but as you say, you should have said your. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Before hmm. i right, sort of mm. can see that now. Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there enjoying it. And I thought, how wonderful. And I knew it was crazy because he got. You see, sort of doing it myself. I could. I, I, I heard his what praise words. Oh, I can't so tell nice. you what they are, but I knew they were praise words. It probably does, and <laughs> you and you're doing that. And just as I was a to something, I of think, oh, well, I better do something else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That be a big fast. Yeah, well, we oh, yeah. yeah
0: that's right yeah. oh yeah yeah that's right I mean we mustn't get paranoid about this it's no problem but obviously the one thing that we can do is just to get it firmly in our heads that an interpretation of tongues is not the same as a prophecy now sadly that is the standard teaching you get I mean most people are just taught that an interpreted tongues is the same as a prophecy you know, practically right. a two stage prophecy. Sort
2: of like yeah. in, a, in an open church, I used to go to a church and somebody would um, shout out the tongue, another person would shout out the tongue, and then you'd get a prophecy. Mm. That there would be a pause, but because people had the wrong teaching, That's right. they would
0: then, yeah, you know, the prophecy They'd dive down. in with prophecy, yeah. leaving That's no it. time for the true interpretation well, to come through.
2: Pause did happen, yeah. But because they didn't know. just you mm. see what I mean? As you say, it's that sort of standard. Yeah.
1: Used yeah. to happen at St Paul's because uh, we've got the wrong teaching there, and um, when when there was a tongue, you know, it was it always followed by a prophecy, and we thought it was the interpretation because that's what we been taught, you see. And then when when there was a tongue and there was no interpretation at all, um, the leader would say. Oh that must have been a tongue of praise, as if he was relegating it to mm. something second best you know what I mean no. oh that was a tongue of praise you know what i mean it's it's nothing you know what I mean no. <laughs> you know what I mean really and truly if someone you know, um, someone must have had that interpretation but thought it was a prayer
2: and and
1: kept it to themselves, you know what I mean? That's right. And and the whole thing, everyone just missed out on it, you see. I'm embarrassed be talking about like prayer meetings, I've been in prayer meetings where that's happened,
2: somebody's given a time, and uh, I mean, both, talking to other people, I'd just feel, Oh, I really want to sing a song. Mm. I really wanted to sing something, just, it was just there, you mm. know, I just wanted to sing it. But, you know, the prophecy would then come in, there would be a pause, and I suppose that person was waiting to see if it was there, but because nothing else happened, yeah. they would then give their prophecy to somebody. Mm. You can
0: see that, yeah. you can see
2: that pattern going through many meetings, Yeah.
1: I must mm. tell you this, you know Mary, who was here for, for a while ago, you know Mary from born? Yes. She came into the meetings. So she was staying with us a full ago, and we were asking her about her church that she goes to, and, um, you know, if they have any teaching there. She said, oh, yes, we do have teaching. She says, but I don't think that they need some teaching about the um, gifts of the Spirit, you see. And I said, oh, and she never elaborated or, or told yeah. me, and I never asked, you see, and, um, and then, um, Afterwards, um, a few days went by and, and this sort of question came up again when we were talking about how Beresford was teaching, you know, that um, the tongue is interpreted you know, as a prayer or a praise or, or a, whatever it is, you see. And she said, oh, she said, oh. So that's what it is then. And I said, "Why?" Well, what's happened? She said, well, all my tongues that she says aloud in this Eastbourne church are always interpreted as praise. Mm. You see. Yeah, and she so says, good. I thought they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And she says, that's why I said to you, I think they need teaching about the Holy Spirit. And I said, Mary, they've got it right. They're right, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> got right. got it right. You see? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You see, and every everything,
2: you
1: know, because she often comes out with a, with a tongue. Well, uh, you know, other people do as well, and it's all it's interpreted mm. as as either praise or worship so or, or Anyway, yeah. All. yeah she, she thought they were <laughs> so all wrong. You see. you see, it's just, it's just <laughs> the funny thing that they,
0: they were right. <laughs> she came out with a tongue because she's very, very very quiet as Mary. She won't normally come out with anything like that. But uh, she said to me afterwards. I wasn't thinking, I was thinking about this and thinking about that, and her mind wasn't really on the meeting at all. But it didn't make any difference to the Lord. Many of you heard her. She suddenly came out loud and clear. And doesn't, I mean, the Lord's not worried, you're even if you're not thinking about them. If he wants to speak through a particular brother or sister, he will speak. So it's really good, isn't it? The Lord like that. <laughs>